0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic crash out of the Champions League With Neil Lennon accusing some players Of not wanting to be at the club David Turnbull does though He's signed on a four year deal from Motherwell And the teammates he leaves behind Are in Europa League qualifying of their own tonight Along with Aberdeen I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Yeah Gordon uh, Another disastrous night for Celtic in European competition It's followed on for um, a number in recent years There will be lots to dissect about last night Uh, Too much to go over in an opening But I'm sure we'll get it uh, deep into it as the show goes on Celtic obviously signed David Turnbull's a talking point But I don't think it will gloss over what happened last night Motherwell and Aberdeen on the other hand Have a chance to progress in European competition so they've got a big night ahead of them But the main talking points tonight Will be the disaster that happened last night Yeah the only good news over the last 24 hours Is the fact that Turnbull signed for Celtic Gordon But take that away uh, Celtic last night were absolutely woeful In my opinion I think that Neil Lennon's got a difficult job just now There's a lot of players there Living in past reputations um, And I just think that uh, Neil Lennon Will need to knuckle down He's already called players out what reaction will he get from his players? What reaction is he getting from the Celtic fans? Because reading and speaking to Celtic fans today, he's went from, you know, the, the, the best thing since sliced bread to we need to get him out of the club, which I think is very severe. But last night does not help. I don't think Celtic have got off to a great start. I think, as I said, there are a lot of players there, terrific footballers, but they're living in the past for me. They're not producing. I thought they were they were very average at Kilmarnock. They were very average uh, at Dundee United and they got the late winner. And also the question marks. And I know that the managers come out and explained it. You've got £8 million worth of strikers on the, uh, on the bench and you play Ryan Christie up front. That's a question mark for me. 0141-951-1025 So much to get through when you get a result like that The scattered gun comes out and there's quite a lot to analyse So we're here until 8 o'clock We'll do our best to get around all the various talking points And as the guys mentioned We do have a big transfer news It was a, the transfer saga of last summer That's carried on to this year David Turnbull uh, signing on a four year deal from Motherwell to Celtic A fee of round about £3 million and of course Europa League qualifying action tonight For Motherwell and Aberdeen It's all happening So make sure you get involved 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB um, Celtic failed last night To make it past the second qualifying round Of the Champions League For the first time in 15 years uh, They will drop into Europa League qualifying It was a 2-1 defeat to Ferenc Varos on the night uh, Ryan Christie had pulled Celtic level But ultimately they crashed out and uh, the manager says it's a result that could have real uh, implications. You know, I don't know if we budget for it, but you know, for, for all everyone associated with the club, it's massively disappointing. And to go out so early as well. And like I said, you know, I thought we were by far the better team. You know, we had done a lot of work on Fern Varosh and um, you know, I thought we would have a, a stiffer time of it. You know, I thought we were we had the game, um, yeah, they score, no problem. Plenty of time to get back. We do get it back and then you're in control to the point where I'm about to bring a jetty on. 
because we're in control, we've got to give them 15, 20 minutes and we concede a really poor goal. But that happens in football, but it shouldn't. You know, it's a basic mistake and it's not even as if we're caught out of position because we're in the right position to deal with. Like we said, the reaction to this is going to be wide-ranging because you've you've got on the night and then you've got the bigger picture about where does this leave Celtic in, in European competition, financially, in terms of where they're progressing. Let's start with with on the night I don't suppose anyone Would argue with Neil Lennon's assessment In that Celtic Dominated the game mm-hmm. But that's not That's of absolutely No comfort to Celtic fans This morning No not at all Now Neil Lennon is right He's correct we, we all seen the game That Celtic did dominate They created plenty of chances Even without a striker on there Which is another <laughs> For another talking point But there's There's dominating the game And then there's losing the game The way they did Now My issue with that is that Celtic seem to make the same mistakes at this level consistently over the years. Now I'm going back to I'm going back to Athens. You know, you you take in Cluj, uh, where I was sat at the game and I I watched a comedy errors, um, and and Celtic's downfall there. You look at last night, the way they lose goals and how easy it is to score against them. I, I was even there at Copenhagen, where I watched. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. How Celtic threw that tie away as well. Going forward and creating is never a problem for Celtic, even without a striker. But the mistakes at the back at this level are continually punishing them. And it's it's proven to be a step too far for the Celtic defence. And they haven't learned their lesson over so many years. And the big point for me is, with, with Julian and Ayer, it was evident that Neil saw problems at Kilmarnock. He saw the chances that they were conceding and it cost Celtic on that day. And Ayer didn't play for a couple of games. And I, I like it. I think Ayer, Ayer is a good player. But whatever's going on in that partnership, it's not working. But then Neil's decided to play him last night. The Shane Duffy thing has been in the, the background for so long and yet he still wasn't brought in in time for this tie. These are the ties that you want your defence to be sound and settled and have weeks to prepare on. And for... Now, what, three seasons? It's not been the case for Celtic. They've been underprepared and they've been punished at this level. I mean, Gordon, it, it is a, a terrible result in isolation, mm. but is that where the extra frustration is coming from? The fact that Celtic fans and everyone else feels like they've seen this movie many times before in European competition? Yeah, I think so. And I think we'll get a lot of uh, angry Celtic uh, supporters calling in tonight, Gordon. Got to quit. As much as Neil Lennon does take the blame, at the end of the day, as a manager, there will be, I'll guarantee you, there'll be phone calls here saying he got his tactics wrong. And I will agree with that. Now, he came out after it and he said that the strikers, the two strikers on the bench that cost something in the region, eight million between them, were not match fit. You're looking at a guy who scored the winner at, at the weekend against Dundee United. Are you telling me for five million quid you can't get 60 minutes out of him? Klamala. Is another one being Surely brother. it's more about Klamala Because I read this stat out last night I know what you're saying But Ayeti's yeah, played 130 minutes in 2020 he, yeah. no, he, He's not he's not fit to start games But Klamala, surely that one Is what's confusing I, people I, I think I think you could have got a wee bit out of Ajeti, right? It's just my opinion I think the modern day footballer nowadays But you're right, Klamala Now if Klamala sits there And he looks at that You're thinking, hold on a minute I'm not just... Edwards Jetty's in front of me Edwards in front of me uh, Griffiths when he comes back in front of me Ryan Christie's now in front of me probably fifth choice stri- uh, striker now so 
for me, if that was me last night sitting on that bench, I'd be saying, I need to get out of this club. There's no, no way am I going to break through here. And obviously Neil Lennon's not got the confidence in to put him up there and put him through the middle. And I'll tell you another one the Celtic fans must be questioning. If I'm paying big money for a goalkeeper, I'm sorry, but he should be saving the second goal. Should never be getting beat at his near post there. And don't get me wrong, it's not just him, Mark. It's, as you say, it's a one ball over the top. El Hamad gets caught out. He's, to be fair to him, he pushes him wide, but he's all over the place. He's defending shocking. But you never, for a goalkeeper of supposedly that quality and the investment you bring in, I'm sorry, that's a, that's a game that he keeps you in the tie. You don't get beat like that. It's too simple for me. 0141-951-1025. Frank is in Kilmarnock. Sum up how you're feeling after that last night, Frank. Um, frustrated, angry, disappointed, baffled. <laughs> I think that kind of sums it up the way most Celtic fans are. Um, yeah, it certainly does. Um, first of all, good evening to yourself, Mark and Gordon. Hope you're all well, guys. Um, first of all, Gordon, I totally disagree with your opening comments. Celtic weren't woeful last night. I think that's a, a, an almost shocking comment. Um, they were woeful because they got knocked out, but the yeah. performance actually after 20 minutes, I thought they, they bossed the game, they had 71% possession, 29 shots and goal, they were the best team by a mile and for the last 15 minutes of the first half and the second half they bossed the game and take out a wild punt up the park, second half and shocking defending from El Hamid and a goalkeeper getting beat at the near post then could have been different, you look at Sharon Volley off the bar, you look at the was it onside, was it offside goal but that doesn't dilute or divert from how I felt. So basically the reason I wanted to phone up, I was absolutely annoyed to the high heavens with the team getting knocked out. I just, Mark summed it up brilliantly. I've been there, Celtic Park, and you sit there and you go, how the hell did we lose again to Clues? How did we lose at Copenhagen? The list goes on, and we're back at square one. But my point is, Neil Lennon threw his team and a lot of players under a bus last night with his comments and he didn't name them but I was baffled that the manager comes out and says there's four or five players who want to leave the club to want to be here he's the manager I'm, I'm in a totally different industry I get that and there's different people across the world but if you've got people that you're the manager and you're responsible for and they don't want to be working for you and you feel as if their attitude's not right you've got a responsibility to deal with that first and foremost you certainly wouldn't be having them there your squad You'd be sitting and leaving them in the stand and dealing with it and weeding them out of the club. Another thing is, the quality of signing that Neil's brought in, I'm left scratching my head. Listen, I'm far from going to throw the wee boy Taylor under the bus, but he seems to be the victim of a lot of Celtic fans and I think he's harshly treated. But we've got two left-backs that cost £5.5 with £9 million of strikers sitting on a bench and we play a midfielder up front. We've seen this show before, guys, with... Uh, Ree McGregor last year's playing at left back against um, Clues. It just goes on and on and on. And I think you only still look at yourself in the mirror. Um, it's early days in the season. The big price for Celtic fans this season is 10 in a row. Yes, getting looked at the Champions League is disappointing, but I was very disappointed with the way Neil conducted himself after the game. And I think you listen to Scott Brown today, he's almost baffled by Neil um, Lennon's comments. And I, I just think that the club just needs to gather around take its shape and um, reunite for the, the the big prize which is 10 in a row Frank, I, Frank I've got to say to be honest with you right, I was, what I was going, coming out with at the beginning was it was a woeful 
result of what happened at the last night. It was woeful for Celtic. It really was. Now, I'll throw something back at you. As much as you can say, well, the stats, we had 71% of the play, we had and Cham off the bar, and they had a punt up the park. Forget that. You were at home last night to a Hungarian team that none of us really know a lot about. You should have, whether you had percentage of the game or not, Celtic should have went through. Yeah, I, th- right. I think you're actually both on the same page on that. What I want to do though is play that comment the Neil, um, that Frank is referring to, just in case people haven't heard it. I'm sure you have though, but um, Neil Lennon basically firing a warning to what he calls or describes as want away players after the match. He insists there's no place at the club for uncommitted players. There are some players who, you know, may want to leave and they've made that, you know, inroads into that over the past, you know, six months or so. Um, so if they don't want to be here, then you know we'll have to do something about it. If they're making waves to leave the club, then they're obviously not com- committed. You know, and I want players who are committed to the club. I- I'm not going to go into it, but you know, I've, I've look, I've just put this out there because it's been bugging me for a, a long, long time. Now that caused Frank and, and many others to, to call up. They're they're not not happy or or a bit baffled, I think, by is what Frank said by those comments. Mark, what do you make of that as an approach? Um, I was surprised by it when I was listening to it But I can understand it if that makes sense The raw emotion and, and Neil, you know, how much he cares for the club And how much he wants to succeed for the club Coming out after that short result it, it, Well, he just said it himself there It's something that's bugged him And bugged him for a while And it come, kind of comes to a head last night Now, the interesting thing is I'm wondering who the players are like Probably everybody else that's listening to this And we're going who are they And I sat today and I tried to By process elimination But that's Celtic starting 11 Try to eliminate the ones that it couldn't be You know when you're looking at your Taylors And McGregor, Brown, Forrest Elianusu who's alone Christie It can't be them He's talking about You know the, the guys who have been there for years And been there and done it Elhamid You wouldn't think that He's just in the door as well Julian Would he be making inroads After some of his performances I don't think so either it leaves, you know, a couple of players Desire there, there's in Cham Who you can see might be frustrated Edward Wasn't fit, wasn't there Now, you would never question Edward or what he's done for the club But it's no secret That the suitors coming from abroad That there'll be agents in his ear Telling him, we can get you to this mm. league Or that league So you start to think, is there more going on behind the scenes Than We've ever known in this past six months Neil suggested it there But he's totally right If it bugs him And it's coming to a point Where it's harming the squad In this season Of all seasons Then he has to get rid of them they, they, You can't have players like that About your squad Who's going to bring you down Now It's already happened at the Champions League level If it's left to fester Over the Europa League campaign And more importantly The league campaign then it'll be Neil Lennon who loses his job. It won't be these guys. So the thing is, Mark, and I, I know what you're saying, and I agree a lot of what you're saying. Now, the emotions were running high. He was disappointed. I like Neil, Neil Lennon. I've got a lot of time for him as a, as a person and as a manager. He gets into that press room. He shouldn't have come out of that goal. He should have kept it under wraps. He knows you don't wait to a defeat and then come out with that and throw it out there. 
Yeah, because you, I you, suppose you, that that's what's jarring for some people because on Saturday evening at Tanadice his players had a brilliant attitude. Exactly. So is that is that why some yes. people are? Yeah. So you don't you don't go you don't then start. See if you're going to do it. In my opinion, be brave enough to go in and sit down and name them. Don't throw it out there while there's four or five players. He's got to. I, I totally understand why. The, f- the frustration got to him Because he must have been I watched him getting up the tunnel after the game He was so disappointed He's a Celtic man He loves the club He's been brilliant for the club Now he Sometimes when you get in there The adrenaline's still going He's come out with that And he's probably got up this morning And thought Do you know what Maybe that wasn't the, re- the best mm. thing to say And he might have regretted that But there are players in there In my opinion I think Celtic Since the start of the season They've lacked something Now there's no doubt the squad has got quality But there's question marks about players in there Frank, are you doing the same as, as Mark and many others And trying to figure out you know, who he's talking about? 100% I think Mark's at the nail on the head That's the, the two mate. The other one I was potentially thinking about um, Just by his dad's comments Could be Christie When his dad said he's potentially going to get sorted out in the English League But I uh, maybe was left out the two games after the Kamarnock draw, but I actually thought that guy played well last night. But I think if Celtic get him in there, fifty million bites somebody's hand off, and then Charm, I can understand his frustration. But if these guys have been frustrated and want away, and Neil's using that after the game, why they near the squad? If you've got this harmony, why they near it? Um, there's guys busting a gut to get into that team, and we've got a good squad. And I just think we got it all wrong, and I. It was it Mark or Gordon? I don't know which one of them say. I think it was Gordon. The two big centre halves have found out when anybody puts pressure on them, and that fair and Varus first twenty five minutes a day, two boys on about with headless chickens, and we've seen it all before. We're just dragging things over the line with the Duffy transfer. If that's the man that he wanted, go and get him before last night. Last night was a critical game, and we're again not not to dig Gordon out, but that team are no mugs. I mean, they were in a Europa League group last season, only lost one game. Um, there you expected to beat them, yes, but they were a dangerous team. And if you had any doubts as a manager, just go in um, Peter Wall's door, look, get a £2 million loan fee, get Duffy in. We need time to get us through to the next round. Dangerous team, but that's past now, guys, you know what I mean? But um, just frustrated, bit baffled, but any day that the main prize is going to get 10 in a row. I'm not one of these guys that's saying no in and out the door or anything. I just. I think he needs to take stock. The team needs to take stock. It's early days and that, that's the one good thing that we've got. It's very disappointing, but we move on. Eh? Frank, thank you so much for kicking us off tonight. Let's bring in Paul. Paul, same question to you really. How would you sum up your emotions after watching that last night? Hey, how you going? How you going? Hi, Mark. Uh, my emotions disappointed. Really disappointed. Uh, I'm a wee bit different to the last caller. I don't think they're a great team. Uh, I think that we set up all wrong and I'm a, a new Lennon man 100% but I was Paul's just disappeared I'll tell you what we'll see if we can bring Paul back we've got John in Proven Mill on the line John is not too happy at all and we'll hear from John next You are the voice of Scottish football call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me Gordon Duncan The phone lines are absolutely red hot We'll get Paul and Kirk and Tillock back He broke up just before uh, the travel John and Proven Mill How are you feeling tonight? Alright Gordon Gordon and Mark Hi John uh, Just to start tonight with my point I agree with Gordon DL 
I do, I do think it's a low Celtic were woeful. I don't see this possession, whatever possession you've got over another team. It's about putting the ball on the net. Anyway, getting to my point, Neil Lennon made a point there. He's been waiting for this a long time about these players who are disgruntled and want to leave the club. I, I'm baffled with that. Because if I've got players in my dressing room or in my team who I feel are disgruntled and wanting away from the club, they don't get anywhere near my team. I play guys who want to play for the hoops. Celtic shirts don't shrink to fit inferior players. We need... Neil has to see his job in the RBC. As much as you go and say that, say that, he needs to ship out your name Shams. Guys like that. And I could name... I could name... James Forrest. For me, just... That boy walks in a, 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 a shirt every week. And I don't know why. Because he, he looks disgruntled. He looks not interested. And I could name six, seven. Right? So, as a Celtic fan tonight, I, I, I'm very disappointed in Neil Lennon. But Neil has to sort this out now. I.e. ship out five or six of them and change that team. That boy Turnbull who's coming from Murrayville, I don't know if he's going to hit the ground on him. I hope he does. But I'll tell you something. As a Celtic fan, and many other Celtic fans I've spoke to on forums, very, very disappointed in Neil's. And last night, Clamala, Gordon's right. See, today, I'd have been for the agent. You better get a move because I can't get in. The strike, when the main striker's out, I'm sitting there. I can't, I, I can't go in the park. Christy, what's that all about? I, I, I can't, I, I'm baffled. I saw Craig, Craig, Craig Levine playing without a striker about when time in Scotland. That's what that was kind of equivalent to me, was playing Christy up front. You've got a, a boy who's quite as lightning. He scored goals when he's come on. He has, he has scored. You've got to play him. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm baffled with it. But again, the disgruntled players in the, the club, Neil, if you're listening to this programme tonight, you need to wait, get, get them out, mate, and, and bring in players who want to be there because Celtic fans are not happy. What about this Clamalla business then? Because, again, I think the Yeti one's easy to understand. You don't have to agree with it, but it's easy to understand. He's played 130 minutes of football in 2020. So when you don't see his name in the sheet, you think, right, okay, he's, he doesn't think he can start a game. To then say after the game, look, Clamalla's not match fit, again, we don't know for sure, but but, but when when did that happen? You know, he played all throughout pre-season. He came on against Hamilton in the opening day and scored. You know, he, he's been there. He's he's been playing. Did he come on at Tannadice as well? Come on at Tannadice, um, at the yeah. weekend. So, does that did that comment raise a few eyebrows that, that oh, Clamalla's not? Without a doubt. I mean, he's been there the full pre-season, and I know the pre-season was curtailed, and it wasn't probably what you usually get. But he's been there for quite a bit now. So for him not to be match fit. It's a concern as well It's surprising And like you say Gordon He's played in games I think it was just a show uh, Neil doesn't fancy him He, he certainly doesn't fancy him To do the job And he, he doesn't think he's capable uh, Of doing the job That That's what I took from it Now unless he's carrying Some little niggle That we don't know And these things can happen And we bowl mountains He was on the bench though wasn't yeah. it? But he would, but, have, but he would have come out with that mark he, 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 he probably would have But I'm just saying These things sometimes happen But I don't think it did I think it was Neil showing That he doesn't fancy the guy And I'm the same as Daz And John on the line If you're Kamala You're thinking Where am I getting a game here? Right, where, where's the blame then? Because like I mentioned earlier The scattergun Inevitably comes out When you get a result As bad as mm-hmm. that Gordon Is it Neil Lennon's fault For not playing a striker from the beginning Does he have to take sole responsibility for that Or actually Is it a wider ranging problem In that Celtic's recruitment has been so poor That the three and a half million striker that you did sign Is deemed not good enough I think a bit of both I think that 
If Neil had to play that game tonight He would play it completely different As a manager tactically uh, Probably a different team um, And also If you strip back Celtic signings for instance Now the one thing that Celtic always got pat in the back for Is the players they bring in for cheap Sell them on for big money You could sit and write a list Of the players they brought in And wasted a lot of money and I know a lot of clubs do it, Gordon. And particularly in that area, isn't it? You can almost write if if Klamala is he now just going to join the list of of bio, and you're looking at other attacking options, Shved, and then we're, you're even going back to to various others, and you yeah, know, in, in that position, like these it. these sort of two and three million pound strikers that have not managed to make an impact. It looks like it. We are quick to judge, you know, in this country, and we're quick to judge strikers in particular. But it looks as though the manager has the same opinion. Is a lot of us And, and thinking that Klamala is not going to be the answer And uh, It's obviously brought to light When you're playing a, An attack midfielder Instead of a striker And even when you're chasing the game Choose Not to put him on Put him on at Tannadice When Celtic were You know Okay they were one up They put him on You know they, They've they gave him game time Elsewhere To be chasing that game And still not putting him on I think tells a story What he thinks about the player um, And if you're him you you must obviously be thinking Well I'm fit I've done the same pre-season As everybody else I may not have Loads of 90 minutes Under my belt But If you're not going to play 90 minutes When there's no striker <laughs> When are you going to get I think, uh, uh, Mark I know it's only one game And you're right Gordon About the scatter gun Because it happens In this country I wasn't saying it was Unjustified uh, no, no, by the no, way I'm just no. talking about you if, know. I, if it is Rangers will be same Celtic same Yeah of course They go game to game As I said earlier Neil Lennon's up there With the Celtic supporters Today He's come in For a lot of criticism He knows that He knows the job And he'll take that responsibility As much as we're talking About the centre forward positions We're talking about Different positions And you're saying About players That haven't you know, probably don't have the desire to stay at Celtic. With the size of the squad that Celtic have got, you're not talking six, seven players here because Celtic are a, a brilliant club to obviously sign for and play for. So you're talking about a few players. You've got a big squad there. You don't need to even involve them. Get them out the door. My concern as well, and I don't know it's early, and, I, and you've got to give everybody the credit. You're playing in a, an important game last night. You've signed a very expensive goalkeeper. I think. I think that... I would be concerned if I'd just invested four and a half million quid into this. Okay, let's find out what uh, Gary and Shettleson thinks. Thank you very much to John in Proven Mill. How's it going, Gary? Aye. That was, oh, I feel like it's call. About two minutes ago, still my thunder. I just wanted to talk about Neil Lennon. That's fine. Comment uh, last night was ridiculous, so it was. Uh, calling the players out, the right to leave, and things like that. We've got a big season ahead, so as these players will be thinking, who's he talking about? So it's, and it's it's just it was a it was a right bad call with him calling the players out because as I say, uh, the players probably know who they are. And as I say, mm-hmm. this season ahead, but they want to play, they want to get hundred percent. Is that the main Gary, worry? Is that the main worry for you, Gary? Because. Last night speaks for itself It's a one-off game You go to the Champions League You don't get to play Champions League football Now Celtic may well qualify For the Europa League groups And, and go on to do well Like they did In the competition last season um, Up until Copenhagen But are you worried about The sort of The knock-on effects of last night? It's the knock-on effects But I hope a bit of common sense prevails When he goes in on Monday or whatever, Sorry Whatever day he goes in And talks to the player And says There's a bit of emotions Attached to it uh, 
I was just, um, and I apologise to the players or something like that. No, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's a common sense thing to do. I, I, Gary, I, I, don't think he, that. I don't think he has to apologise to the players. No, I think Neil Lennon's comments were strong. And, and I've been in a dressing room where I've been in a situation where Neil openly says a player wasn't going to play for the club again. And it did give the player a, a kick up the backside. He ends up, he went on to play a lot of games, scored a lot of goals for Celtic. And last night, his emotions are that raw. What is he to do? If Neil knows that there's something going on, keep it in house. What and and take the flak himself? Yeah, yes. I think he, no. <laughs> let's answer your question. Think, hold on, I think managers can take flak, but I think if there's something bugging him that much and he can see things being let down and it been long time in the running, then why can he not be honest? Why can't he call these players out to either make them better to to knuckle down and think right? Okay, actually, I've been called out here. Now the proof in the pudding will be in the next starting lineup or the next Europa League squad who's missing. Because if he plays the same players again, then mm. the manager has to take the fall. But if you look at the bigger picture, you disagree, though, Gordon. You don't think it should have been said. No, I think he should have kept that to himself. Uh, do you know where I'd have probably thought it'd been better? See, after Dundee United when he won, come out and say it then. But here's the thing that you're talking about: we're we're concentrating on these players that Neil's. Called out but not mentioned right Mark says that he agrees That's fine I've not got a problem with that If you look at that team And the subs that come on last night How many of them And Mark's trying to narrow them all down He's talking well it can't be McGregor can't be McBrown It can't be Forrest It can't be him can't be him right So are you still telling me that Celtic Forget what Neil Lennon said last night They get put out the Champions League qualifier And they've spent a lot of money and as much as they had 20, 71% of the, the possession, doesn't matter. They lost 2-1. And mm. their defending was dreadful as well. So the bigger picture is, as much as you're calling out one or two players, it's a bigger yeah. picture gone. Kilmarnock was a poor performance. They got away with one. Well, okay, people say, well, they were a better team against Dundee United. They got a late winner up at Dundee United. I, I honestly have said it from the, the beginning of the season. You look at Celtic, as a squad, magnificent players, but sometimes you need a little freshness, little change in there. I just see players that are living in past reputations the, in it. The difficulty in analysing a result like this in, in, in sort of one night or in one show is you inevitably flip flop between, you know, isolated small incidents and then this bigger picture. You know, we're talking about Neil Lennon's man management, we're talking about the recruitment, we're talking about these these sort of mm. big issues. Which, in all honesty, we probably wouldn't be talking about if Celtic hadn't produced two ridiculous pieces of defending within that ninety minutes. Is yeah. that is that fair? Yeah, and I, and that's not to say those things aren't there and they're not valid. But 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 you know, obviously, everything that surrounds a football club stems from from what happens on the pitch. How on earth does El Hamed manage to be so inadequate in that in that one instance? Mm. You look at, right, what I'm saying is look at the first goal. So I give credit to the goal scorer. Where is the desire to go and block that shot, right? Where is the desire? That's what Neil will be upset with. The second one, terrible defending and the goalkeeper's woeful, right? It's shocking. But it might be, see for Neil Lennon, if you're going to have a real bad time, have it the now. Because this, uh, uh, listen, if it keeps going and it has another couple of bad results in the league, can you imagine what like the phone mm. is going to be? Well, let's bring, in, let's bring in David and Kerfin and see what he makes of it. Hi, David. Hi, guys. How's you doing? Good. Um, I, I'll, it's the same old story, three years in a row. I'll lay the blame um, 
in the, in the boardroom. Um, I think that they play Russian roulette with our Champions League hopes every single season um, by not getting the players they want in until they know where they're going to be in Europe and what tournament they're going to be in and what their budget's going to be. Why not go out and get your full squad that you want assembled in time to just go into these games and, and, and just breeze through them and get in the Champions League? And then some of your higher-valued players, you'll get more value for them. It seems to me as if they do it lopsided Celtic in the Champions League I get the point about the specific targets That, that you're on about David But let, let's not forget The teams that are knocking Celtic out Have got far inferior budgets to Celtic So this idea that You know that the board need to do more I wonder exactly how accurate that is We're talking about Celtic had £8 million worth of striker on the bench You know not deemed fit enough or good enough To start the match Celtic's I mean Ferenc Varos were Nine to one to win the tie last night for good reason. Celtic had a bigger budget than them. Celtic have got, you know, should be competing at this level. By all means, once you get to the group stages, you can talk about you know, dining at a different table. But but surely there has been enough financial backing to get through ties like Ferenc Varos. Uh, undoubtedly, I think last night in isolation um, proved that out of the majority of the teams in the world, really that. Not having fans in the ground definitely um, go against Celtic. Um, the fact that, you know what I mean, it's like an eerie atmosphere and there's nobody who pushes on um, to, to go and get those goals. Yeah, it was pure defending. It, it was, you know what I mean, and, and we, we could have scored loads of goals. We had a goal chopped off, it should have stood. We had the bar, but for me, it's just, if you want to class yourself as a Champions League team, act like one and don't Act like a Europa League team and then and then try and play Champions League if you get there. Try and be a Champions League team from the the end of the previous season. Get your squad in place early and just stop waiting to see what happens before you just go and 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 then decide who you're gonna buy. I take David's point, but again, Gordon, I can't help but come back to Klamala. He wasn't signed at the start of the season, he was signed in January. That's that's the type of season that's that's the type of signing that's supposed to be right up to speed by the time European qualifiers come round. I'm not I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. Look, Neil Lennon only knows what's happened between him, the board, what his targets are, who he wants in. Now I'm not jumping the bandwagon saying, well, blame the board because they're not thinking like a Champions League team. They should have went and signed X, Y and Z. My opinion's simple, and I think everybody's the same. Celtic, on a one-off game at home against a Hungarian team that Frank said were half-decent or decent, still, for me, with the quality of players I've got on the pitch and on the bench, should go through, Gordon. Mark, is this... Celtic's relationship with the Champions League, it's caused so many of these discussions over the years, and is this... I feel like it's rearing its head again Because Every time you get to the group stages Recently let's be honest They're coming up against Absolute superpowers Getting hammered And most people say Do you know what Not really a Champions League side We're a Europa League side But that doesn't mean You can't make a better crack of mm-hmm. The qualifiers And I wonder if That relationship Like I say Can be summed up In the following Quite simply What means more to Celtic fans Champions League or 10 in a row I would think 10 in a row Right, but what yeah. means more to players that you're trying to attract to the club? Oh, Champions League I mean, 10 in a row like, is, it, is all about the, the history of the club People who know about the history of the club The mm. players who were born in Scotland That's my point In the so, west of Scotland But players don't but really player, care no, about it, do of they? Of course not Well, it's not that they don't care But far less than fans no, do look, I, I, I'll be honest Odson Edward, who's sitting there just now You know, who who loves the club Loves the fan base Now, if he's got a, cha- a choice 
And I'll be honest about this Achieving 10 in a row with Celtic Or A Champions League club Coming in with, for him With a £30 million bid Do you think he's going to turn around and go You know what No thanks I want to stay and do 10 in a row I think there's certain players that would do that The guys who Buy into that But for Champions League And attracting Champions League Yes Attracting players mm. Champions League Is a be all and end all And that's just The harsh reality of where we live just now And and where Celtic find themselves With this qualification nonsense We're seeing every year right, Thank you very much to David and Kerfin Neil Lennon uh, As you've heard Talking about players wanting away from the club Scott Brown Doesn't agree And we're going to hear from him next This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Here as the inquest into last night's game At Celtic Park continues We're on Twitter as well as the phones Danny Logan says Lennon's interview was worse than the performance Year after year we make the same mistakes in Europe Lennon can do it in Scotland But in Europe he's clueless And his tactics are baffling Says Danny on Twitter um, and Mark Kearney says I think all Lennon has done Is create m- distrust amongst the fans In certain players And possibly split the dressing room um, Well incidentally Sky Sports News reporting tonight That representatives of Christopher Ayer And Olivier Cham Have asked Celtic um, For valuations of the two players For potential um, moves away So that's one to keep an eye on uh, Let's bring in Joe Joe's a Rangers fan in Paisley um, But I guess you watched on with interest last night Joe yeah, it was superb. It was absolutely fantastic. Not, uh, not, 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 not worried about the coefficient, Joe. Not not disappointed to see a Scottish team crash out. No, you joking, man? I mean, the comedy's bit, back in Sco- comedy's back in Scotland. I mean, the Kevin Bridges and Frankie Boy were saying it wasn't there. I, I, it was there last night, and it's going to be there for the rest of the season for them if they don't get their act together. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where to take it Gordon. No, I, th- I thought Joe I, was maybe Phoning up to offer His condolences Because like I say The, the coefficient yeah. Had been going so well No uh, uh, Apart from that Joe Have you got a point? No, I just I just absolutely The fact that It was absolutely Hilarious last night And the fact that They're going on about This European thing And all this money They've got And everything else know what I mean And what have they got now That I mean They're embarrassing know what I mean that was, that was actually embarrassing And Neil Lennon Should actually be embarrassed About yourself know what I mean Should tell a good look In the mirror and say to yourself, what did I do wrong last night? Put your team match that you did. Are you perhaps a bit worried, Joe, that, that Celtic's quest for 10 in a row might now be strengthened because they don't have Champions League football to distract them? You're having a laugh, <laughs> you know? A little bit, yeah. But I just wonder <laughs> what you think. It's possible, is no, it not? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not worried at all. No, absolutely no worried at all. Our players are absolutely bound together and they're playing well together. All right, the Morelos carry on is... Is what's happened And Gerrard's done the right thing And what he says About Morelos I mean if he's not up for the game Don't play him Lenny should have done The exact same thing If half of his team Are not up for it Then play other players that's, that's there And they're willing to play Yeah but you've got to understand Joe that uh, Stephen Gerrard did a few times Play Morelos When probably deep down inside He was thinking Well I don't really want to play him But he had no option But it's, it's typical Rangers Celtic Rangers fans feeling very good about themselves the way the team's going um, you know the squad that they've built that's great for them looking forward to it it's a big season Celtic fans not happy at all especially after last night we will get this all season long Gordon looking forward to this Joe I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get it's going to be demanded of me that I phone you back if things don't go well for Rangers in, in European qualifying in the coming weeks I take it you're confident 
I'm very confident. Ah, you can phone me back any time, <laughs> any night of the week you want, even at the weekend. It's not a problem. Twenty four seven, my phone's available. <laughs> Listen, my social life's not great, but it would need right. to take a serious nosedive to be phoning Joan Paisley um, at midnight on Saturday night, Mark Wilson. Um, uh, but listen, that, that's that's yeah, what, that's, that's what we do yeah, in the city. On a, if we can try and find a, a, a sort of seriousness to it, though, and it's been mentioned by by everyone, it's not just about last night, mm-hmm. is it? It's, it's about it's about what it means going forward. It's about what impact it'll have on the players, either the ones that are there or the ones that will want to leave or the ones that will want to come and then how that impacts the quest for 10 in a row and all yeah. the rest of it. So there, there is a bigger picture. Yeah, the Champions League is is huge for Celtic. Now, I think Neil Lennon says last night is what they put the majority of their preparation in place for. You know, the, the plan from probably January, maybe even well before for next year's qualifiers and for it to come to an end abruptly like it, it did last night is... You know, it's hard to explain how he must be feeling And that's where he gets that anger uh, and reaction from last night That they put so much work in the field But you're right, it's what it means going forward How does Celtic react from this? Because I don't think anybody would say Celtic have been at the sparkling best Since the start of the season thought they were, they were decent uh, going forward against Hamilton But left openings at the back Same against Kilmarnock Same against United I watched them against Reykjavik, which were very good going forward. At the back, Reykjavik had maybe three or four efforts mm-hmm. in goal. Very easy chances. And you're thinking, if it's against a better team next week, they're going to get punished. Lo and behold, what happens? Same mistakes, same players, same result. Um, there's no doubt something needs to be done, especially with a defensive situation. And I think Neil will be frustrated at the lack of movement in that department. I'm sure he's put together his targets. He's told upstairs who he wants And he's passed on that to them Now it's up to them how quickly they get him in And it's proved again that it's not quick enough When it comes to this level I'll be honest, Joe's getting a mixed response on Twitter As you would expect Plenty of well wishes um, Uh, And plenty of not so well wishes as well Thank you for getting in touch (laughs) That was Joe's number number. Put it out That was Joe and Paisley Let's bring in Scott in Barmulloch What did you make of it Scott? You don't need to ask, do you, really? You know, I've been a regular contributor to the show for a long, a long time. Um, I was disgusted with it last night. Disgusted with the team set-up. Just disgusted, full stop. Um, I, can I just make a quick point to your, caller, your last caller, Joe? Joe, I'll quite happily win three trophies every season, mate, as long as you have your wee laugh now and again. You just carry that on. We're all happy. Um, but back, back to the point I was making. Neil Lennon has got this result. Let's forget, let's just know what that Neil was in charge of a team that lost to Ross County when we were favourites to win. A team that was in, he was in charge against Kilmarnock uh, in the League Cup final, which we were favourites to win. Again, a, a manager of a team against Hearts, who we were favourites to win, get beaten all the games. Now, my, my problem is, the last 12 months, Neil's been in a position with the team that we were favourites and home ties to go through against um, I get to either qualify for the Champions League or qualify for the Europa League we lost against Copenhagen we lost against Cluj and we lost last night believe the players all you want Neil but when are you and the backroom staff going to take blame for the sheer negligence on our defensive abilities last night you guys broke at pace constantly against us and we constantly get caught out 
not poisonly, but we were caught out twice for the rules because we didn't mark properly. I just want to know what we're doing behind the scenes to coach the players to be better because that last night was an accident waiting to happen. For the first minute you could see it, and yet. We didn't do about it. Am I remembering this wrongly though Scott I feel like after the Lazio game for instance Maybe not you personally But lots of Celtic fans like you Were phoning in and were delighted with the performances in Europe And you kept telling us how superior Neil Lennon was in Europe Compared to his predecessor um, Brendan Rodgers So what's what's changed? I, I can assure you that I wasn't one of them I, I can assure you 100% I wasn't one of them I'm not talking about I great winning against Lazio that's brilliant, we qualify till we go out of the group, fine. But it's about the, when your favourites, when you've done the hard work, the hard work away to Copenhagen, bring them back to Celtic Park, and then get beat 3-1. Last night, we get a home draw, something that we would, we would have took your hand off for. We got the home draw, and we lose. And the same went against Cluj last season. Nobody can tell me that against Cluj last season, nobody can tell me that they couldn't see the park, we needed somebody to bring on. We 20 minutes to go to put the foot in the ball and slow the game down. We had the guy sitting in the bench we could have helped. Near beat on and left him sitting there to wait. All of a sudden we lost the goal and out we went again. I want to know what Neil's doing himself and the backroom staff are doing to make the defenders be better defenders. It's easy to blame the players last night. But for me, with 60 minutes gone, we had the game at mercy. We should have brought on a forward and killed the game off. Yeah. We instead what we did was sat, sat, sat and then lost the goal and then all of a sudden the panic's on oh let's bring a striker on now and then he brings on a guy who's just in the door and ignores Patrick Clamalla if I was Clamalla somebody says if I was Clamalla to under transfer request but do you know what I wouldn't blame him if he did Yeah I, I do agree with that Scott because I think obviously that tells you right down the pecking order to be fair to Neil Lennon, I thought a lot that he he did last night, he got wrong. Um, you know, it's great to analyse it after a game. We're all brilliant coaches, managers, saying oh, it was the wrong team, wrong tactics. I do believe that there should have been a striker on the pitch. A lot I of should. people said that before the game as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to be fair to him, yes, he, 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 he had a go at one or two of his players. He questioned their desire to play for a club which I thought he should have probably kept in-house. But he also said, look, I take full responsibility for this. So he didn't shirk away from it. And it's the same, Gordon. If that result goes for Celtic last night, Neil Lennon's still the best thinking about. Bad result last night. Neil Lennon comes in for a lot of pressure. He's a Celtic guy. He will know that. He's been at a club a long, long time. That's just what it, mm. what happens in this uh, in Glasgow. And this is football, Mark, and that's what's so mad about it. You bring everything into account. We referenced it previously. They were a serious, serious individual error from El Hamed last night, and I'm not sure if it was an individual error, but it was an isolated error for the first goal as yeah. well. The problem is, it feels like we say this every year at this stage. There's, it's always the similar types of goals, time and time again. Mm. And that's hard to put your finger on why that and it's is. Different players, different managers. It's different, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it is, that's the hugely frustrating thing. You know, and the Celtic supporters, whether it's right or wrong, <laughs> say that ten in a row and nine in a row, or last year, is the most important thing. But Scott there has just summed up what Champions League football means to Celtic supporters. At this stage it is the be all and end all And a result like last night Is going to get highlighted And picked over for weeks to come uh, From Celtic supporters all over the country Beat 
the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's pretty busy tonight in case you hadn't gathered Let's take a breath and play Beat the Pundit for a bit of fun You can win a signed ball if you get more questions right than Mark or Gordon 0141 951 1025 Be quick, lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A very very busy opening hour as the reaction floods in To Celtic's Champions League disappointment last night They have signed David Turnbull today And the teammates that he leaves behind Are in Europa League qualifying action in 40 minutes time So keep the calls coming on any of those topics We'll get straight back to them We'll go to Fir Park for team news after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time Did you hear him on Tuesday night? Awful (laughs) Absolutely awful I had a bad night Yeah (laughs) That is the okay. understatement uh, of the century. I'm on a, a bad streak. I think no, 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 bad no, night. no, no. I won last time. You uh, were to beat the pundit. What Celtic were to Champions League qualifying last night? I was Clamalla. Uh, I could. I, honestly, I couldn't get. <laughs> I'm running. I was woeful. Uh, let's see how it goes tonight. Ethan is in Neilston. How's it going, Ethan? Ah, uh, not bad. Thank yourself. Yeah, good. Thank you. You'll be desperate to get DL in the type of form he was in on Tuesday, surely. I oh, know I was listening to it That's why I phoned up tonight Because I heard him <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Ethan's no daft Let's toss the coin Heads it's Mark Wilson Tails It is Gordon Diel And it's heads You've been saved by the coin Mark Wilson What's that mean? Up against Ethan from Nielsen So I'm going to give Mark Clyde 2 To listen to Just so that he can't hear us Ethan 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know it Pass it and move on To the next one All good Ah, yeah, good. Right, let's go. Who's the current St Mirren captain? Eh, pass. Name any team in Celtic's group the last time they made the Champions League group stages. Yes, you. Which side won the Champions League in 2017? Eh, Real Madrid. Who was the Dundee United manager immediately before Mickey Mellon? Bobby Wilson. Which German club did Ollie Burke play for? Pass. Who did Rangers sign from Barcelona in 2002? Pass. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Smokies? Uh, okay, let's bring Mark back in and see what he can do. Mark, can yeah. you hear us? Yep, yep, yep. Same set of questions to you. Ready? Yep. Who's the current St Mirren captain? Uh, Liam Craig. Name any team in Celtic's <laughs> group the last time they made the Champions League group stages. PSG. Which side won the Champions League in 2017? Barcelona Who was Dundee United manager Immediately before Mickey Mellon <laughs> Oh no He's on the Oh the pass <laughs> Which German club Did Ollie Buck play for He's on the I don't know My prayers have been answered Oh I've had a nightmare Ethan Have you haven't beaten him Ethan what do you think Robbie Nielsen before Dundee United So he was Ethan do you think you've done enough Seriously Ethan uh, I was a wee bit worried when I heard it was Mark But no anymore Oh what a shit That must be my worst one yet oh. I don't know what happened And he's come in here all guns blazing oh. Slagging you <laughs> Because of Tuesday night 
Do you know what I've noticed? It's as soon as you get one wrong, you just start panicking. That was a shocker. Uh, I thought you said St Johnson. Well, I don't think Liam Craig's a St Johnson captain either, is he? I don't know. I think it's. um, Is it not Jason Kerr? Yeah. It might be. Anyway, Kyle McGuinness was the answer you were looking for. Ethan didn't get it either. Name (laughs) any any, any team in Celtic's group the last time they made the Champions League group stage, you had the choice of Anderlecht, Bayern, or PSG. You both got it. One all. Which side won the Champions League in 2017? It was Real Madrid. Ethan got it. Well done to Ethan. Who was the Dundee United manager immediately before Mickey Mellon? (laughs) That's a shocker. Robbie Nielsen. That's a shocker. Ethan got it. Ethan got it. Uh, I was going to say say Mick Supatlin as well. I don't know why. That was years ago. Dundee United legend, he calls himself as well. He was panicking by then. Um, which German side did Oli Burke play for? Uh, Leipzig Leipzig, yes None of you got it Who did Rangers sign from Arteta. Barcelona in 2002? It was Arteta None of you got it I didn't, get, I didn't get that You didn't even get that far You were all Keep over going. the place Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Smokies? Arbroath It is Arbroath One, two, three, four to Ethan And oh. one <laughs> One Yes To Mark Wilson Ethan, I think I'll send you two sign balls for that Ah, Well done, Ethan Goodness Alright, right, good much, guys. Good man, Ethan. Ethan and Nielsen, thanks for taking part and battering Mark Wilson. I don't think he'll ever be the same Two again. Sign balls. I need a. I need a kick in the. Jeez, what a performance oh, that was! Nah, eh? nah. Nah, I've had a busy week, Gordon. Sorry, nah, that was woeful. Sorry, apologise to all the listeners that out there. Absolutely sorry. horrific. Well done, Ethan. Well slaughtered, deserved. He slaughtered me. <laughs> slaughtered. <laughs> imagine him slaughtering me. Ah, you know, I know. <laughs> On to next weekend. I've had a, a famous Spanish moment there. Anyway, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty more. Calls to come on Celtic's disappointment last night We do have Europa League qualifying tonight though First of all at Fir Park Motherwell in action this evening Taking on Glen Torren Andrew McLean is there for us Yeah well I'll tell you what If Motherwell have as bad a performance as Mark Wilson there They will be out by half time That was absolutely atrocious But it's uh, life without David Turnbull That starts tonight here at Fir Park And it's a big night for it too Motherwell's first European tie in six years You can see how much it means to the fans To get back on this stage Because they actually gathered uh, outside the stadium With flares to welcome the the Motherwell team bus Not something we'd encourage by the way in In the current circumstances But clearly they wanted to show their support Because they can't get into the ground tonight Making it here also just shows how far Stephen Robinson has taken this club since he stepped into the hot seat just over three years ago. They sat 10th in the table then. It's obviously not been the best start to this campaign, but Stephen Robinson's hoping a win can really galvanise them tonight and going ahead for the rest of the season. They're up against a side he knows very well too. He says he's worked with many of the players previously at youth level with Northern Ireland. Former Motherwell man Gail Begiramana will face his old side tonight. Stephen Robinson, speaking yesterday, actually said he recommended him to Glentoran, so we're hoping that that doesn't come back to bite him tonight. In terms of the team, it is three changes for Motherwell. It's a change of personnel and a change of shape as well, an interesting one tonight for them. Out go David Turnbull, of course, as well as Sherwin Sadoff and Jordan White. In come Grimshaw, Polworth and Long. So it'll be a 3-5-2 for them tonight. Trevor Carson starts in goal. It's a back three of Ricky Lamy, Bevis Mugabe and Declan Gallagher. The midfield five, Liam Grimshaw, Alan Campbell, Liam Pulworth, Mark O'Hara and Stephen O'Donnell. 
and the strike force Chris Long and Callum Lang. The substitutes Morrison, White, Hasty, Maguire, Seedorf, Robinson and Watt. And despite the rain that has come down all day today, it's been relentless. The pitch is looking as immaculate as it has over the past uh, couple of seasons here as well. So looking forward to this one. Kick-off is at 7.45. Very interesting team. The obvious place mm. to start, Gordon, is that David Turnbull drops out because he's well no longer a Motherwell player. Yeah, um, it'll be a big loss. And but it's up to Motherwell tonight, home advantage. This will not be this will not be a walk in the park, Gordon. Um Irish teams are very competitive, very well organised. Um Mark's favourite player is playing there, an ex Motherwell man. I'm funny sure. you mentioned that. I feel like we should tell the story for anyone who's never heard this before. <laughs> so there is a nice nice story there that Stephen Robinson recommended Gail mm. Bigriamana to Glen Torren and he now starts against his former club. Uh, tonight Hibs fans will remember he had a spell there as well And a, a fairly forgettable spell At Rangers also Well there was a time we sent Mark Wilson to cover a Motherwell game You've not recorded And that, he got a little bit panicky About trying to read out the teams Because he, he figured that Bigri Amana was, was quite a difficult name uh, to pronounce Now what he should know Is that it, The mic is always live the mic is always live So we, even when you think That you're not being recorded We've always We're always listening A bit like Big Brother So this was Mark Wilson Thinking he wasn't on air At the time Bigger hammer Bigger hammer <laughs> Too many R's on that Bigger uh, As and A's That's him talking To himself by the way Bigger hammer Bigger hammer <laughs> Too many R's on that he's, actually at, he's at the game himself uh, Trying to pronounce that The worst thing is He's looking and going Too many R's on that one Yeah <laughs> Is there only one up? Is there? I don't know But I mean, uh, nah, Listen that was before he was big news And we what, all knew, knew how to pronounce his name, name. Big, big Rayama <laughs> Big Rayama <laughs> How'd you say it? Big Ramana Big Ramana And there is only one R in it Just for, 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 for the record Why am I adding R's when there should be A's? You should be on your R's <laughs> <laughs> That's plenty uh-huh. um, On a serious note Gordon And it's not It's not been a great start To the season For Motherwell So the confidence May or may not be there The best player Has just gone To Celtic mm. And a change in formation A 3-5-2 Stephen O'Donnell At left Wing back for instance No Turnbull In the midfield it, it's, it's bold From Stephen Robinson He's looking for a, a formation That's going to work for him Gordon uh, He's trying everything And as a manager Sometimes you say You know what I'm going to change it I'm going to go to a three Or I go to a four And You're just hoping Something clicks This is a big game For Mall tonight I think everyone's Expecting them to win it But you just see What happened with Celtic last night Home advantage as well Favourites to win that So nothing's a gimme uh, But they need a result If you look at the results Lately And even going back To last year it's not been great form at all and, and you look at the league table When it was finished there we, It was third And everybody's thinking Everything's rosy in the garden The start of the season Is absolutely shocking just now So it's a big night for them Yeah and inevitably It's got lost a little bit In the reaction to last night's Champions League qualifier But David Turnbull Sealing that move Round about £3 million um, A long term deal with Celtic That's a, a massive story Mark given well, it would be a massive story anyway, but given what the player and, and what the clubs went through last year. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm delighted for Turnbull. I, I think he's he's a player that shows real promise. Um, and it's it's quite unusual we get players like him when they've played less than, you know, less than 50 top flight games. But he's made such an impression and you can notice players right away. So for what happened to him, to have the mental strength to build yourself back up and come back and be as good, if not actually better, when we've seen him play this season, what a standout. You know, um, 
I think it was the right move for Celtic to go back in for him And I'm sure he, he will be a star for Celtic It may take a wee bit of time And he might need a wee bit of time to settle in And handle the surroundings But I think it's a, a top signing for Celtic Robbie is a Motherwell fan in Mount Florida Robbie I'm sure you knew the move was coming It looked like a matter of time How do you feel now that it's gone through? Yeah, it was inevitable. Um, I'm just glad it kind of broke on a Thursday so I could phone in and get some empathy with you and Gordon. Um, so I'm kind of glad about that. But it was inevitable. But do you know what? We wish him all the best. We really, really do. He's another old fan. He's grown up and supported the club as a wee boy. And he's, you know, came on leaps and bounds and played for the team he supports. And he's done us all proud in, in doing that. Does that sum up? How Motherwell fans feel about him Robbie Because you'll know fine well As do I when, And this isn't exclusive to Motherwell fans When you're a fan of a so-called Smaller team in this part of the world And you live in the shadows of the big two in Glasgow When you see one of your players joining them You don't always jump for joy about it And you maybe sometimes grudge them the move But I'm not detecting any of that whatsoever With David Turnbull Is that is that a big statement In terms of what Motherwell fans think of him? You know, I think I know exactly you're referring to with that one there, but uh, it, it can be. But you know what? He's held himself in high regard. He signed that new contract in March, but he didn't. He didn't need to do that. But he safeguarded, like I say, the club he supports, the club he's been around for the ages, and uh, we as supporters, you guys will know as well. We really appreciate that, uh, and it's just it's, we're, we're very grateful, and we wish him all the best. Obviously, not against us, but. Um, he will go on to be the next um, Obviously with the Motherwell connection Like, like the James McFadden But he will be the James McFadden The Darren Fletcher That talisman for Scotland I genuinely believe that Well we certainly hope so We need one um, But Gordon From a Motherwell perspective No one actively wants to lose their best players But we're talking Money that can transform mm. the club I think the word that Motherwell used In some of their social media stuff Was, was legacy I mean genuinely David Turnbull's Departure, the fee that they get could transform the club. It can leave a legacy. Whether that, I, I remember hearing Alan Burrows a while ago talking about hopes for a new training ground. I, I don't know specifically, but it's miles and miles beyond Mullow's previous record transfer fee. So you, you just can't turn that down. No, exactly. You can't turn it down, Gordon. I think that. All parties, and I'm talking about Motherwell, the the lad himself in Celtic, after the disappointment of the transfer falling through 14 months ago, they've handled it brilliantly. A lot of people said to me after the show on Tuesday, oh, well, you went over, overboard about Turnbull. I didn't go overboard about him. He's a terrific talent, terrific boy, and, you know, he just shows you what kind of lad he is. He made sure that Motherwell got their money. He's going to Celtic. I think he'll be a terrific signing for them. Uh, it's a great bit of business And as I said I think the three parties Have handled this transfer Magnificently well I like Robbie's comments there though Because You know quite often Fans are, are quick to turn Players who leave Oh you're doing it for the money You're a mercenary You know you've left What, <coughs> what you love But R Robbie realises What Turnbull has gave to Motherwell Coming through <coughs> And what he's gave to them Financially now By moving on And like that says It suits all parties But it's good when fans can See the bigger picture You know You're never going to be able To hold on to somebody Do you think what happened last year Shone a light on that though Because it, There was a real realisation About the human impact of it And you've got a guy Who's about to transform his life And his family's life And yeah. then it's just You know It's taken away Robbed away from him Yeah And uh, It must have been An incredibly difficult time And mentally difficult For David Turnbull at the time To have something life uh, You know Life changing Taken away in, in an instance You've got to give huge credit to that boy For slogging it out for You know the best part of 14 months To get back to that 
standard and he's got there and it's all ahead of him now. He needs to go and prove he can do it in the bigger stage and I'm, I'm pretty sure he will. What about tonight though, Robbie? Are you nervous given the start to the <sighs> season? I, not even that. They, they have got good players that can do damage and you look at like Sir Robbie did Rory Donnelly as well, who scored goals at a, a decent level, and obviously you know my little supporters know the quality that uh, we biggie can 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 produce on his day. Uh, but I don't know. I think with a change of shape, hopefully it can give us a wee bit more kind of strength and numbers really in the centre of the park. Obviously we're missing missing the main man, but it's time time for guys like kind of like Polworth to to step up and hopefully Chris Long can get five in tonight. But I just want to you know, a wee final comment on the David Turnbull thing as well. Um, it's not a case of goodbye; it's a case of see you later. Look at McFadden coming back. Obviously, before then, Phil O'Donnell, and then even before my time, guys like Brian McClare. Do you know what I mean? When you when you come through the fabric of a club like Motherwell, you really get to know the identity. You, you, you feel, you know, you see what it means to, to people that work in the club because the people that work in the club don't just do one job. Do you know what I mean? They do everything for everybody in that community feel. And David Turnbull will be back. You know, it's all to see thirty-two-year-old David Turnbull in twelve years time. <laughs> We've got a bit of waiting to do Thank you to Robbie In Mount Florida Plenty more time for reaction To last night's Game at Celtic Park I said we were going to hear From Scott Brown And we must have got distracted So we will hear From Scott Brown Next And you're only looking for Two answers on the teaser tonight That tells you how hard it is We'll get the question next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've just given you team news uh, from Fir Park. We're going to hear from Scott Brown. We'll build up the kickoff at Pataudry as well. So much to try and get through. We'll try and take as many calls as possible. So let me quickly get this full time teaser up and running. Full time at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need if you want to hear your question on the show, just like John's tonight. Um, John actually sent me an even harder version of this, but I thought you two would. Combust Simplify Uh, So yeah For two simpletons I have simplified it So we're looking for tonight Only two And you've got 35 minutes to get it Two players Who've played For the old firm Mm -hmm. And they're the only players Capped by their country To play in the English Premier League (laughs) What? So two players Who've played for the old firm and they're the only players capped by their country to play in the English Premier League. I am going to have wow. so much fun with this one. English Two Premier players League. all captain in their country. What? Captain? captain. <laughs> their country capped. Aye. Good start, guys. Yeah. Uh... Ominous. Well, we can't give. If we give you one, then that'll be the show over. Oh, so you think you know one already? I think. I think I've got two. Go. No, Give me a name Haven't I got a clue Mark Any even any thoughts Even Along certain lines Momo Seller No he, No Do you play for no, who, do you, who, I thought you played no, for I think Leicester. that's wrong no. On a number of levels Did he No You never played in the English Premier Played for Aston Villa Did he Did he not make any appearances For Villa He went for Celtic It's not Villa. him anyway Is it not No Is it in Leicester 3 no, there's not. Because he's or did they play for Reunion Islands? Was that his country? Oh, I hope that's right. <laughs> I hope that's right. No, I would save you tonight after. Ian I, by the way, I would just way, get in the morning. Producer Dan's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> 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 I'm back. I'm redeemed myself. <laughs> that's that's not one of John's though. He's not I'll having it. I'll get you on. He's not having it. What? Yeah. That's an unbelievable shout. 
Yeah. From me yeah. Right Daz any time now I've, I've done my work For this evening Unless Reunion Islands Doesn't <laughs> does qualify As like a FIFA <laughs> Recognised <laughs> Something like that There must uh, be some loophole Yeah yeah, right. Um, he didn't play for Reunion Islands. Here we go. We've oh, cleared it up, so you're wrong. Oh, Forget no. it, right? Okay. No. That is where he's from. Aye. Right, yeah. any now. I'll give you some thinking time. <laughs> right. I'm glad there's only two. Right, going to get team news from Pataudry very soon. Let's speak to Peter in Postle Park, who's kind of combining a couple of the stories today because that you know it's hard to divide them. David Turnbull has signed for Celtic, um, but obviously most Celtic fans I think are more taken by what happened last night. Talk to us, Peter. Also, Gordon, uh, when you broke the team news last night, I was baffled with it. Right? It doesn't matter whether surely either Kamala or Ajeti could have gave you 45 minutes turning up top. And you've no got your natural, any other two natural strikers, Ajeti and Griff. Neil, must have, surely must have learned something for the close game last year. Don't put square pegs in round holes. Can't do that. We've tried in the League Cup final, we got away with it. Right, the Rangers battled us. I don't know what Neil's thinking was, and I was excited last year with Boy Tumble, and I'm hoping that it does pay off from what Gordon's saying. I hope it works for the boy because don't uh, don't grudge anybody that move after his injury last season. But last night's selection really baffled me, and it wait me personally. If I was the manager, half the time one 0 down, I just want one of my strikers on. You need a, you need two goals to get through. There are serious echoes, Peter, of the, the Cluj game Putting Callum McGregor at left back And we had such a similar discussion I, I couldn't defend it It's not up to me to defend it But what I am wondering Because we heard similar comments like, Is that why Celtic lost the game last night? Did they lose the game because they picked Christie Instead of Klamala up front, do you think? Well, it's partly that Gordon Bishop's yeah. made this is better than Christie He doesn't bring it He's not that's going to bring the ball on And hold it up for you, right? You could put the balls into his channels. Kamala, to me, seems to be a player that can own a counter-attack. Now, this team were pressing us in the first 15, 20 minutes. That was kind of for the ball to be able to tap for the likes of Kamala to run onto. But we didn't do it. I'm sick to the back teeth. I've seen players playing just because there's pressure on the manager. Now, it's flatter to deceive at times. Brian Christie, for one, looks brilliant one minute. He wants to. Or he cannot deliver a great, a good set piece ball for me, whether it's a free kick or a corner kick. He hardly beats the first man. I know one of the previous callers said, "Didn't I pick the boy?" I was banging the drum for the boy to get the player last season. Uh, Greg Taylor when we signed him. Can he beat a man? No, it's no got a track on him, but he cuts back inside or goes back away. And for the life of me, I don't know what Ellen is getting a jersey in for. He should have scored a hat trick last night. He was in great positions. I mean, there's a couple of Max Gordon knows a striker. You make the run as if you're cutting in and you pull back and there was times the ball was Lee James won the violin, cut the ball back across. He's stunning either in a penalty spot or further forward. I don't know what is going on at Parky and we won a previous call say that again. What is John Kennedy doing with these defenders? Who is actually coaching these defenders and how a man mark, how to marshal a defence, how to organise each other? It's baffling for me Gordon Yeah that, that one comes up quite a lot Just because John Kennedy was a centre back it, uh, People kind of assume that he's like the defensive coach And I yeah. don't think that's the case at all But anyway there was a lot more um, That was just to sort of to clear that one up There was a lot more in there Gordon What do you make of Yeah you got to break in the right back's the worst player probably um, No I just think that um, You can pick holes in this Gordon Does it I don't think it helped Not having a A recognised striker Up top But if you analyse it, look at the back, look at the defence, look at the goals that 
They gave away The big disappointing one for me um, Was And I, I, I don't understand how nobody's come on here And questioned it The first goal There's no desire from any Celtic player To go and block that Now the boys what 20, 22 mm. yards out He's got a free shot There's players round about him Okay the In commentary they were talking about this, The Captain Scott Brown was worried about the lad in the, the left-hand side to him. But surely there's someone, whether it's Brown or mm. someone else, has got to go there and protect your goal. So today. is that not where it comes down to, though, <clears throat> what Neil Lennon's saying and calling out the players? There's some people who don't want to be here, and if they don't want to be here, then move on. Mm. You've just highlighted desire how, and that how first much goal. Of it, how much of it was desire? You guys know much more than, than me about this. How much of it was desire, and how much is there some sort of structural issue there? Because, I mean... How many Celtic players were in a, a little tiny bunch? They, they looked as if they were marking each other. You know, there was, there, was about no, five, there was about five Celtic players right next to each other. Yeah, the the zonal marking thing and that's fine. But uh, you know, once it goes to the second phase, you need to try and get some sort of shape back. And you know, there was you're right, five players charged out within you know touching distance of each other and left Scott Brown isolated. So the desire to get out and close the ball, desire to get out and back into a shape, it was evident. It was there for that first goal. And the Premiership, you might not get punished like that. European level, Hungarian side or, or not, mm. you do get punished in these these instances. I think, I, think where, I think where you leave yourself open, you can you can get through the full team. Was it the right team to start? A lot of people says no, it wasn't. The tactics were wrong. We can understand that after a game. Totally understand that. But again, people were saying it before the game. You keep, saying, you, you keep kind of referencing no, no, that no, as if it's all hindsight. That, that's what I'm saying. And probably Neil Lennon will look and think, you know, I got that probably wrong. I take responsibility. And he did say take responsibility. My problem was, hold on, hold on, Pierre, just a minute. My problem was a couple of things with the, the desire to go and close that down. And okay, you're talking about the chances and the possession they had. The defending was woeful. I thought the goalkeeper was very, very poor indeed. But when you're at home and you know you have to win a game, I just wonder why it was left like Klamala, for instance. If you brought him in and paid two and a half, three million, so that's on Neil Lennon. Then is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I, I can't understand that move. Why, even at that, when they go two one down, the first thing you automatically do is turn mm. around and say, "Right, get on. We, we need it. Yeah. We need strikers on the pitch." Or, of course, you could argue it's on the player for not being at a performance level that that can contribute. We'll never really know who, no. who's right in that no. one. Peter, on you go. Again, guys, going on your previous comments uh, on the show, I'm with you, Gordon Dale. The comments in the after the game about these so-called players that have chapped his door for the last six months or previous, um, that's from Kent Townhouse. When, if I was going to say it, should come out before the uh, after the Dundee United game or the Reykjavik game last weekend. Why wait to that uh, last night's defeat? Because he's only sugarcoating over his own inept tactics last night and his team selection. He'd done it at Hibernian. He came out and selected players after a poor performance. He's, it's proven in the last couple of years, we know. That's what happens to him. But I just think the performance from the start of the season, I don't know. Gordon, you said it yourself. We need freshened up. As a Celtic supporter, I've noticed that over the years, seeing my team are at the top, they never uh, strengthen the squad from a position of strength. They always wait till, i.e., Rangers or another team strengthen and see. They wait to see what somebody else is doing before they actually. Into the transfer market, they never seem to push on and make sure that they're that 
two, three, four steps ahead of everybody else. They wait, they sit and wait, they wait to the last minute of the transfer window. Can we get a loan signing? Can we strike a deal with somebody? They never push on for a position of strength. Um, Peter, you and various others have been critical of the manager and not, not for a second saying that, that, that you're wrong to do that. What about the other side of it though? What about the bit that the manager, any manager, can't legislate for Because correct me if I'm wrong Most Celtic fans have been Banging the drum for El Hamed And saying they can't wait To see him fit He's going to be such an asset He can play right back He could fill in in a back three He could even play centre back Really excited to see this guy Then that second goal last night How how do you legislate for that If you're a manager? I don't Again Gordon again I'm with you there I don't understand the boy I don't know why he doesn't slide in Outside the box Or get in front of the man But Again that's all well, again, Neil's talking about Kamala's game time. It's El Hammy's game time, Gordon. He puts him in one game, takes him out the next, puts Fringpong back in. It's the same with the centre-backs. Takes the area out for two games. Our best pass of the ball on Saturday against Dundee United was near beaten. Uh, diagonal balls to Fringpong and whoever. Where is it? Back on the bench again. We've not got, as far as I'm concerned, we've got one recognised centre-back and that is Julian. The other two are makeshift midfielders. They're midfielders sort of playing as makeshift centre-backs. El Hamid, I trust, gave me a good thing. I think the ball did a good job. We think Palmer is brilliant going forward, but he can't defend. He's got pace, yeah, he covered at one point, but I'm talking about one and one. Alan Weary even likes to be Greg Taylor coming up against Tavernier. Taylor's not going to get past Tavernier. No, 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 yeah, we need somebody yeah. that's going to cover that position There's a we good argument to that, Pierre But the, I'll get back to the, the thing that surprised me With Neil coming out with the, the player situation right? And I'll get back to it You've just lost Now, if you, if he's talking about players He's not talking about any more than What? One, two, maximum three players Now I think it's about four or five no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine there are four or five players Sitting at Celtic before last night's game de- Desperate to get out or want out Right, I don't. I, I'm not buying that. So I think there's a small number there. Surely with the size, even if you go four or five, surely with the size of the squad and the, the ability that's in that squad that they've got and built, you still can get a team to win at home to get through that tie last night. What about the second goal, Mark? Because that's that's the one that kills it again. He, I feel like when you mention this It's as if you're you're sort of making excuses Or you're trying to, to paper over the cracks That's that's not the case at all But obviously once Celtic got back in it It looked like there was only one team Going on to win it Let, Let's be honest about that All the possession All the chances So the second goal is the one That knocks the stuffing out completely Wins the tie Where do you even begin On on what El Hamed yeah. did or, or didn't do As the case may be Yeah exactly There was I think there was four mistakes in there So that you know Not enough pressure on the ball High line You know El Hamed has an opportunity to not let the ball bounce And just deal with it simple He tries to be a wee bit clever You know when he gets caught But even at that Once once he gets in the box And he manages to get back There is an instance Where he can put in a tackle And I think he goes with his wrong foot So he lets it slip And then the goalie plays his part in it as well So a whole host of errors Elhamid will hold his hand up Again I'm a fan Like Pierre I'm a fan of Elhamid I think he's a good player But yes I do have concerns Probably looking at him How much he's in and out of the team with injuries it's carried I think If you don't get any consistency Or don't get a run of games Things like last night Could happen you know, you're... Mark you're a full back there And you've made a mistake right mm-hmm. And The way the lad was going He was going wider and wider and wider Are you not expecting your goalkeeper To bail you out here 
um, but I think it, yeah no of course I'm but I think as a full back if I was honest with myself I should have dealt with it the first of all but I done well to get yeah. back and I should have made the mm. tackle in the box yes. and, and, I, I, I know what you're saying and again I, I bow to you to Mark's superior knowledge in, in those situations but surely you're not as a defender thinking oh well it's alright I'll, I'll let him have a shot because the goalie's going to save it surely your priority is to stop the shot at all yeah but when you're when you're in a position Gordon that you can't do that right but it could, it could have flow. Is that not the argument? Well, if I think I think if he goes to ground, he's put it this way: if the shot gets off, you've not done your job, have you? No, but if he goes to ground, like Mark said, tackling the box, I think he's got a better chance of giving away a penalty. Now, for me, if I was a defender there and I'm seeing the direction the lads going in, and you see where a goalkeeper is, and you see your goals, okay, you're disappointed you're not getting a tackle in, but I'm thinking to myself, hmm. I'm okay here because my goalkeeper's going to bail me out. Because it's going to take a wonder strike to beat a goalkeeper of that quality. I th- I th- I've got to say, I thought the goalkeeper was shocking. Okay, Peter, some really interesting points. I think we'll leave it there because we're running out of time to get team news from Pataudry, Aberdeen in Europa League qualifying action as well. Dave Galloway. Thank you, Gordon. Well, Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes says he's targeting a place in the group stages of the Europa League and tonight is where it all starts. NSI Ronovic are here from the Faroes where there are more sheep than people. They're looking to cause what would be a massive upset but they're buoyed by an unexpected 5-1 win over Barry Town in the previous round. This, of course, could be the last time certain Dons players take part in a game for a while with an SFA disciplinary panel sitting tomorrow but McInnes insists everyone is totally focused on tonight's match. In for Aberdeen come Andy Considine, Dylan McGeoch and Curtis Main. Out drop Ash Taylor, Shea Logan and Ryan Hedges. So it's Joe Lewis in goals, Andy Considine, Ross McCrory and Scott McKenna at the back. In midfield, Matty Kennedy, Dylan McGeoch, Lewis Ferguson, Johnny Hayes and Scott Wright. Up top, Marley Watkins and Curtis Main. And the subs for Aberdeen tonight, Cherney, Hernandez, Hoban, Campbell, Hedges, McGinn and Anderson So there we go, big night for Aberdeen as well Again, it, it falls into a similar bracket of Motherwell, doesn't it? You get into these overwhelming favourites and It's almost a, I don't want to say a no-win situation That's that's a bit ridiculous But the pressure's on you And, and we've seen it before at this level Kilmarnock yeah. um, know all about it last of year Of course uh, As a wee bit, you know, for Derek After the start they've made They have been stuttering They're getting over the line with results But performances haven't been Particularly sparkling, but tonight, I mean, looking at his starting lineup, he's got more than enough there to handle this tie, and uh, he'll be desperate for a decent European run this season. Right, let's revisit this teaser because a lot of people are taking part. A lot of people are throwing some interesting names. I think some are missing some of the the, the question, if you like. So listen again. Two players, they've played for the old firm either half. And they are the only players capped by their country to play in the English Premier League. So, for instance, don't give me an Englishman or a Dutchman or a because there will be loads of Dutchmen, German, Englishmen, mm. Frenchmen who've been capped in the English Premier League, right? Oh, so, Grant has gone Emerson and Gamboa, both wrong. Jack Doak has gone Mark Viduka, Stelian Petrov, both wrong. Mark O'Brien, I think he's picked it up wrong. Freddie Unberg, Jermaine Defoe. Think how many Englishmen have been capped. In the English Premier League So really what you're looking for Is someone Who played for Celtic or Rangers Went to the English Premier League And comes from an obscure country That's yeah. the best way I can describe it I had two but one's wrong I've got Okay's one then Well the one that's wrong I was going to go Rangers Russell Latipe But 
Trinidad. Nah, there's been a, a few. Been a few. Dwight York was Dwight bad. York, yeah. Yeah. That's, I put it. Victor Wanyama, Kenya. Magnificent. Yes, oh, he's, he's a man on top of his game. He showed Victor me that a few minutes ago. Wanyama played for Celtic, Southampton and Spurs, and he's the only Kenyan to have played in the English Premier League. Right. So there we go. Now we've got one. We've got something to build uh, yeah, on. Yeah, but gives a wee clue because it's going to be hard. Will it be a Rangers player? This one gives a clue. Nah, right? I don't think you need to know that yet, do you? Bagheera? Nah, nah. See, Al- where's he? Algerian? Al- is he was Algerian? Is he? Mares is he Algerian It'll be loads anyway It's not him That's right, all you okay. need to know That's an excuse uh, Mar- right. Marvin Andrews No Where's he from <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago We've we'll just had this discussion <laughs> You're away up the road He didn't play in the Premier League either I know Away up the road Go home Nah Right I'll give you thinking time We'll get kick off In the Europa League qualifiers Next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Aberdeen and Motherwell Both kicking off in Europa League qualifying um, We've still got the full time teaser bubbling away um, John is looking for two players Who've played for the Old Firm And they are the only players capped by their country To play in the English Premier League Victor Wanyama is one of them Because he played for Celtic And he played in the English Premier League And he's the only Kenyan to do so You got the other one yet? He's got a cracker I think I'm, I'm with you here Who? I'll back you up if you're wrong Who did I say? Your man who played with Celtic Chris Go Chris who? Who did I say? You say it? I forgot oh, Hurry up Chris Killing. Chris Kellen, New Zealand? No. Oh, aye. I forgot that was great. Big build up. Brilliant. Thanks for that. That was brilliant. Um, remember, we were discussing earlier how Gail Biggery Amana has. Mm. Um, is playing for Glen Torren tonight against mm. Motherwell, being a former Motherwell player. And we played you the clip of Mark Wilson making a bit of a, a backside of himself, not for the first time trying to pronounce it on a previous show. You've even you've inspired some poetry. Curious Creatures is on He's good He's written in He says A young player called Biggery Amana Caused the mushroom to stutter and stammer He practised his name But then during the game He just called him Big Ricky Bandana (laughs) (laughs) Very good good. I've just received a message Um, Stephen's been in touch Gordon To say that your cardboard cutout Just featured on the TV At Fir Park The game's on Premier Sports tonight And your beak Your cardboard cutout Has just been shown and it's high definition glory. Well, that'll be a full house in it for Park if my nose has been shown. No spaces allowed. That's great. I'm there in spirit. Aye. Is that your first European appearance? No. It's the first home game. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to the, the previous caller, and we had to move on for the break. But you know, talking about David Turnbull. Is there a part of this mark that's a bit of a, it's a bit unfortunate for him because he's not walking into a club that's on a high? Uh, the fans are yeah they're interested, but they're not as interested as they might be mm. because they're, they're they're thinking about last night. It's a it must be a bit bit different for him. It's not quite yeah. the, the fanfare he would have expected. Yeah, I think if you're him, you would rather go in after Celtic are through to the next round and there's a real good feeling about the place. But negativity tonight, you know. <laughs> You know, not to be selfish, he'd probably much rather there was a lot more made of it um, tonight and tonight's show. But obviously, the, the fallout from last night takes over. Um, I but think it's a PR I, machine, isn't it? I to think try it's the opposite. Roll, you're, you're walking in, you're thinking, I'm getting a game. 
I'm getting <laughs> I'm, I'm a certainty <laughs> Could be the, playing up the, front The five of them No one to play here they're right? I'm in <laughs> But sometimes Teams do that Don't they You know if, if you get a bad result You announce the big sign In the next day To try and lift Everybody's mood I mean mm. when, when Celtic Lost that famous Infamous Scottish Cup tie To Clyde They signed Mark Mar- Wilson oh, The next day Oh yeah Yeah that yeah. lifted the full place They were They were baiting for Strachan's blood And then they seen me On the, the steps And they thought Oh <laughs> He, this guy knows what he's doing Roy Keane Roy Keane just took one look at him And thought yeah We'll be fine Who's he? We'll he be thought, fine yeah This is the start of something special here That's what he said to me <laughs> Yeah Hi, hi. Yeah. I know, I know how Did he ever Trumbo speak to you? Feeling. Did he ever speak to you Roy Keane? Oh I, I will speak Shout maybe On a training I match. just thought I just had these visions That he quite possibly spent His full time there Just not speaking to anyone just didn't, never spoke to you No just you Just me you Why why Not me Did he always I, give you a tight did he? On the training pitch Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But he had lack of ability uh, he, he had it in for me I think he was trying One of the ones he was trying to get the best out of me Let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking here? What How he gave it to me Oh jeez I mean in, in possession and things It was just His standards were that high If I gave the ball away He would go nuts There was times I didn't even give the ball away I was over the other side of the possession box And he was just still shouting Will in that Irish accent I still still have nightmares about it Did you never just smash him? That one time We all know how that panned out Oh that's right I genuinely forgot that (laughs) I totally forgot about that Remember The Kino Remember he slipped Remember Mark slipped and wiped him out I didn't get in well that tactic (laughs) (laughs) Ah it's water under the bridge We're Uh, all pals now We text each other every week (laughs) I genuinely forgot about that So it was a a day like this And you've just gone full steam Slipped Wiped him out Just slipped And he did not Did not take it well Nah Didn't even say anything Until five minutes later When he absolutely wiped me up (laughs) (laughs) And still didn't say anything after that Uh, uh, Did he wait five minutes Till you get on the ball again (laughs) <laughs> ah, good experiences, eh? Ah, mm. We'll text each other tonight over it. Remember that time, you know? Some laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, st- early stages, four minutes gone, Motherwell nil, Glen Tor. I, I just keep wanting to call him Glen Afton. I don't. I keep looking at you, Gordon DL, being the Glen Afton legend that you are. And I keep getting them mixed up. Glen Torren. Uh, Motherwell nil, Glen Torren mm. nil. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, it's goalless between Aberdeen Um at Pataudry as well Anything that you, jumps out at you to start? Uh, well just uh, I think just with the formation of Motherwell You can see what Stephen Robertson is trying to do You know when Your team's going through a, a tough time Conceding goals Not really creating much You tend to revert back to What you know What's simple for the players 3-5-2 is certainly simple Everybody knows their job I know Stephen O'Donnell's Playing the left side But um, It's a more solid Looking base And after seeing what happened to Celtic last night These European teams you know the game is played differently When you go into these competitions So you want to be secure at the back first and foremost And go from there So you can see his plan tonight He's not going out there to win the game In the first 15 or 20 minutes He will be patient And you have to be patient when you play a formation like this Yeah, Gail Bigger-Aman has taken a few corners at Fir Park But he takes one for Glenn Torren this time Goes out to the far side In the radio handbook This is a complete no-no If the boss is listening I'll be in all sorts of trouble But I told you about an hour ago I think we were going to hear from Scott Brown I've broken all sorts of rules But it's been really busy So hopefully you can forgive me And uh, he was responding to Neil Lennon's comments About this idea that you know players want away There are players who, who want away from Celtic um, The captain says he was surprised to hear that for me, the, the lads want to be here. I, I don't know what people have said to him individual, to be perfectly honest, but at, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they want to be here or not. Once they go in that park, uh, everyone gives 100%. And 
uh, that's what the gaffer demands and today it, w it wasn't the best performance we've had, we've dominated the ball but we've, we've not been clinical enough in front of goal and we're a little bit sloppy with the two two goals. I hope everyone wants to be here for me, it's a fantastic club, there's a lot of lads that love this club that, that want to see us winning games, that want to see us that have been there throughout winning trophies, winning trebles and uh, we know the feeling and it means so much to us but for now um, if people don't want to be here it's it's hard but it's not up to me uh, whether they stay or not that's uh, the manager and the board and that's a discussion with the players and that, that want to be here and the players that don't want to be here I'm not spinning that as a full contradiction Gordon he's, he's acknowledging that he doesn't know maybe the players mm. have said it to, to Neil Lennon and it's news to Scott Brown what about his take on it though You know whether they want to be here or not he doesn't actually think it's Overly important Because once you're on the pitch You've got a job to do And, and that should be At the forefront of your mind Yeah um, I think the Scott Brown Handled that quite well Gordon um, He's right you, do, you don't know If players are going in After training Having a, a chat With the, the manager And just saying Look I don't see me Progressing here I don't see me Getting a game every week I'd rather move on But Scott Brown's right If you get picked To play for No matter what club it is you may need to pull that jersey on. You've got a duty to not just to the people that employ you, the fans, to yourself as well, to go out there and perform to the highest level you possibly can because you, there's people out there watching you, watching your attitude. If you want to leave the club, you've got to impress them to come and buy you and sign you and give you the contract you're looking for. So I think Scott Brown's right about that. Um, that it won't be shown in the dressing room. But it might just be a case of people after training knocking on the manager's door and say, where do I stand here? How important a role has he got in the coming weeks then, Mark, to try and get everything together on one hand, um, but maybe even improve his own performances on the other? Because I'm sure he's not escaped criticism as well. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Scott's an honest player. I'm pretty certain he'll hold his hands up and say he's not been at his, his sparkling best. Um yeah, it's an important role, but it's a role that he's played so many times. And in Scott's career at Celtic, he's faced so many crises; it's unreal. Um, you know, so many results like this that he knows how to deal with, and it, he's shown that he is the right leader in that situation to ultimately end the season with silverware. So that is his job just now to to galvanise everyone, get everyone together again, because. There's no doubt about it. There is a little divide there. Neil Lennon coming out with those comments suggests his players are unhappy. It's his job to be the go-between and make sure everything's okay in the dressing room that ultimately results in silverware again at the end of this season. Okay, let's round off this teaser looking for the two players who've played for the old firm and they are the only players capped by their country to play in the English Premier League. You've got Victor Wanyama. You got any any advance? Mark, Mark's right, got a I'll few. do loads of wrong I've answers got, for right. you to help you. Andrew is on Twitter. He's gone Daniel Kuzan. It's wrong. Alan Johnson <laughs> has gone Scott Arfield. It's wrong. Um, that was my big one. I was going to hit tell away. you what, Kieran had a cracker. Kieran went for Gunnar Nielsen, which he didn't play for Celtic or Rangers, but he would fall into that. And he played for Motherwell. But um, uh, Eddie Gray goes Key Sung Young, Gary Weatherall, Christian Gamboa. There's a few for Daniel Kuzan. Um, Arma Gideon says Shot at Avaladze Grant says Moses Ashikodi Who's that? Have you got played for Rangers? Huh? Is it a Rangers? Yes uh, I don't know Gorn I'm um, Wanyama um, doubt Okay he played for Rangers He played for Nottingham Forest In the late 90s This is tough on So many levels He played for Nottingham Forest Late 90s And he's from French Guiana He's the only player From French Guiana <laughs> 
to be capped uh, to, to have played in the English Premier League He played not on Forest 90s Played for Rangers 2007 to 2009 though So that was quite a significant era What position? Striker I have not a clue Sort of the, He's got three initials That might help you G C Oh Darcheville Jean-Claude oh. Darcheville Well done yeah. uh, Mullerwell and Glenn Torrance Still goalless Aberdeen in action as well Plenty more fallout From Celtic's Champions League Disappointment We're here from six It'll be interesting to hear What Hugh Keevans made of it He'll be back And Callum is up next <laughs> 